Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Friday, December 2nd, and this is People Every Day. Hello, beautiful people. It's me, Janine Rubenstein. And just like you, I am so excited that it's Friday, but I'm also super pumped for today's show because we are going to be joined by the GOAT. Tennis legend Serena Williams is stopping by today to talk about life after tennis, motherhood, and her friendship with Meghan Markle. And before all of that, we have even more info on the story that's been making everyone I know say, hmm, that's right. There is even more to get into surrounding the behind the scenes relationship of a certain pair of Good Morning America hosts. All right, let's get into some of today's headlines. Last night was a busy evening at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as the Bidens hosted their first state dinner. The tradition has been paused due to COVID-19, but last night it resumed and was as star-studded as ever with 400 VIPs in attendance. President Joe Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden welcomed French President Emmanuel Macron and his wife, Brigitte Macron. President Macron and President Biden spoke about the ongoing war in Ukraine and their shared goal of strengthening the relationship between the U.S. and France. Macron said, I'm extremely happy and honored to be here for the first state visit of your administration. And this is, for me, the best evidence of this, indeed, very long-term friendship and partnership. Late show host Stephen Colbert was also in attendance and was joined by his wife, Evie McGee Colbert. Actress Jennifer Garner and her daughter, Violet Affleck, enjoyed a mother-daughter date at the White House to celebrate Violet's 17th birthday. Uh, John Legend was joined by his stunning wife and expectant mother, Chrissy Teigen. And we're hearing the food was just as impressive as the guest list, you guys. Guests were treated to a delectable menu that included butter-poached Maine lobster, American Ocetra, caviar, and award-winning American cheeses. I mean, butter and cheese. That's about as American as a meal can get, right? And the dessert menu was equally as fab. There was a French flair present with a twist on American classics via orange chiffon cake, roasted pears with citrus sauce, and creme fraiche ice cream. Ugh. You definitely need to head to people.com to check out the incredible photos of the night. Kanye West is back in the news, and unfortunately, it is for more of the same. Yesterday, Ye was suspended from Twitter yet again after he appeared to post an image of a swastika inside a Star of David. I'm sure anyone listening to what I just said can understand how grotesque and problematic that is. This is just another recent example of West's ongoing anti-Semitic hate speech. Now, since Elon Musk took over control of Twitter just a few short weeks ago, the billionaire has been adamant about allowing freedom of speech on the platform. And in the wake of that, there has been an uptick in harmful and hateful posts on the social media site. Since Musk took over the social media platform, negative speech has increased and once suspended accounts have been reactivated. So it is reassuring to see that there are still posts that won't be tolerated. Musk commented on Kanye's suspension in a tweet of his own saying, quote, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement of violence. Account will be suspended. 
Kanye also raised eyebrows after appearing on Alex Jones's Infowars yesterday, where he once again doubled down on his anti-Semitic comments. Among the eyebrow-raising topics discussed, West told the prominent conspiracy theorist, quote, I see good things about Hitler. I mean, at this point, it's unsurprising, but no less sad and hurtful to hear these things coming from anyone, including Kanye West. Oh, and and speaking of Alex Jones, earlier today, he announced he's filing for bankruptcy for his part in spreading harmful lies and misinformation about the 2012 Sandy Hook shooting. Jones is seeking Chapter 11 protection as he is on the hook to pay over $1 billion in damages to the Sandy Hook victims and their families. And I should note that December 14th is the 10-year anniversary of that horrific day. Okay, who is ready for round two? It's only been a day, but there are already a slew of brand new details surrounding the -the behind-the-scenes romance that everyone, and I mean everyone, is talking about. Yesterday, we dove into the off-camera relationship between Good Morning America co-host TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. As we know, photos surfaced of the two getting cozy in a bar, enjoying a vacation in upstate New York. You know, just looking like a little more than friends and co-workers. Eyebrows were really raised because TJ and Amy are married to other people, but a source told us they are separated from their spouses now. But since we put out our episode yesterday, we got exclusive additional reporting on all of this that we just have to update you on. Joining me now to do that is People's Executive Editorial Director, Charlotte Triggs, Queen of Tea. Hey, Charlotte. (laughs) Hey, Judy. How you doing? (laughs) So despite a source telling us that there was no overlap between TJ and Amy's relationship and their respective marriages, another source told us that their romance was quote, widely known among GMA staffers. So what else did this source say? It's hard to pin down a timeline to any degree that's like going to prove that anybody was doing anything at the wrong time, right? We knew all along that they really liked each other, that they spoke super highly of each other, were very effusive and like cozy and super, super friendly all along for years and years and years. People saw them like hanging out and acting like that. And then we know that they were not dating in secret in the last few months since their splits from their spouses. Amy and her husband, Andrew Shue, who most people remember from Melrose Place, they split up in August. They actually sold their apartment in New York City. So they're like not, they have not been living together since August. And in that time period, she's just been totally dating TJ pretty much in the open. And like the one fatal flaw here is the just the PR of it all. If you were going to anticipate this kind of reaction from the public, you would probably have put out a statement saying, I'm separating from my husband, blah, blah, blah. And then just go about your business and be dating someone. Sources have basically said, yeah, everybody knew that they were together. They're not hiding anything. They're not like sneaking off someplace. They're just walking off in plain view of all of their colleagues. So yeah, it was like widely known. The whole thing about the how long it was going on though is interesting. According to the source, and I, I actually got this from a second source as well, they were very friendly to the degree that people did raise eyebrows, but we don't, we don't know what they were actually doing or not. But one of their fellow anchors, they asked like, what's up with you guys? You guys are really close. And at the time they were like kind of horrified to hear that feedback. And we're like, God, no, it's nothing. We're both married, like whatever. And, you know, kind of took that as feedback that they should like dial it down a significant notch. One of the sources said that they, that the anchor told them that they better knock it off. But I had a source that said that it was more so like, 
in a jokey tone, like, what's up with you guys? And it was just, t- it kind of like set them, you know, set, put them on their back foot a little bit, made them a little nervous that people were reading overly into their thing. And the thing about this is sources close to the couple, sources like who are very friendly with the couple are denying that they did anything wrong before August. They're denying that they had an affair, but they're, they are standing firm in their assertion that nothing bad happened before they split. And they were close for years, as you said, but like close, close. The source told me that their lives were like really intertwined. And these guys were best friends. I mean, like work BFFs for certain, right? But, you know, her daughter would babysit TJ's children. Their families knew each other. They would like go out together on like double dates and stuff like that. They really were very friendly and very familiar with one another and their family lives were like intertwined. So it's very interesting. (laughs) And did that sort of say anything about, because there is that line there that we have that there were so many people internally that were unhappy about it. I spoke to a source who who said that that's not true. Of course, who knows? Like lots of people might have lots of feelings. If we're taking what they're saying at face value, once they split from their spouses in August, Amy was going through a heartache and he was very much there for her. They had been best friends. And after that point, they became a couple. And that's why they really have no shame about going out publicly and dating each other in the open because it's like they didn't really feel like there's anything wrong with it. Uh, My source told me that Amy and Andrew were in mediation and they were really close to having like a finalized divorce settlement and stuff like that. And so I suppose she was probably waiting on that. You remember like Bill Gates and Melinda did that. Tom and Giselle, none of them, none of them commented publicly on anything until the divorce was done. So I guess it's like, if you could do that, if you could be all nice and clean buttoned up with it and then only have one negative news cycle about your, your marriage and your relationship, maybe you'll try to do that. But in this case, it didn't work. And still to come is, you know, any news or information about the breakdown of TJ's marriage, which seemed to happen around the same time. Well, in the midst of the news and Amy and TJ's relationship becoming public, fans noticed that Amy's husband, Melrose Place actor Andrew Shue, deleted photos of her from his Instagram. Yeah. Right? So this is the part that makes it hard for people to just take things at face value because... Amy and TJ both deleted and deactivated their Instagrams, which had tons and tons of stuff on there about each other, about training for the marathon, very complimentary, nice things that they said about each other that would be great material for like any gossip place. And then Andrew deleted pictures of her and scrubbed her, in fact, from his Instagram. Those are the kinds of things that make people raise an eyebrow because it's like, even in the Tom and Giselle case, there's Instagram sitting on her feed that are like, Tom is such an amazing dad. I'm wishing him a great like birthday. And it's like, she didn't scrub that. You get like a sense that like when people are really like in agreement about things, you don't need, you don't need to get all heated. Right. I know when I've deleted exes, <laughs> it was for a reason. <laughs> so, well, Charlotte, gosh, it's always so great to have you on. And thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Coming up, we are joined by tennis legend and just all-around American icon, Serena Williams, to talk about how she's followed her nose since leaving the tennis court. Serena has been working with Lincoln Motors to develop a new car fragrance, which sounds, and I'm sure smells, amazing. And we'll, of course, hear how things are at home raising daughter Olympia now that she has a lot more free time. But first, we are joined by chart-topping Southern recording artist Jelly Roll about his new single, She, and the inspiration behind the movie lyrics and incredible music video. We'll be right back. (music) 
Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is New Music Friday, and I am so excited about today's guest, multi-genre phenomenon Jelly Roll, whose gold-certified single, Son of a Sinner, is currently top 10 at Country Radio, topped the Billboard and Media-based rock charts for two weeks with his debut rock single, Dead Man Walking, his first number one ever as an artist-songwriter, and has held the number one spot on Billboard's Emerging Artist chart for 13 straight weeks, from selling music from his car to selling out the country's biggest venues. There is no doubt it has been quite a year for this artist. So joining me now is the man himself, Jelly Roll. Jelly, welcome to the show. Yeah, baby. That's the introduction you dream of when you're a kid. (laughs) Well, I want to start with your name. Can you tell us how Jelly Roll came to be and where it came from? Spoiler alert, it's a typical white trash story. I was a pudgy little kid that loved donuts, and my mother started calling me her little Jelly Roll. (laughs) And then later, right before high school, I had a friend named One Arm Clay who started calling me Jelly Roll, and he's the one who got it to stick in high school. To this day, my mother, when I come in, she's like, that's my little Jelly Roll. (laughs) Well, on Wednesday, you released your latest single, She, and today the music video is out. The song is personal and about substance abuse. It hits so many people so hard, especially me while watching it. The story in this video is just powerful and beautiful. And you have said that everyone knows a she. So can you elaborate on that and how writing this song personally affected you? For me, she is my child's mother, right? For me, she is my mother. And I just felt like it was important to talk about it. I feel like the epidemic that is fentanyl and heroin and opioid addiction in America is just glassed over like it's a personal problem to that person. You know, what I do is music. I felt like it was a subject that needed to be spoke about. So I wrote a song about it. She was too far gone. I'm afraid to lose her now. Afraid of coming down. Wow. I just think it's just really powerful work. But um, finally, you have sold out shows after shows, especially in your hometown of Nashville. You're also working with the nonprofit Impact Youth Outreach, right? Where you donated funds for a recording studio inside Davidson County Juvenile Detention Center. So why was this important for you? As a kid, I was incarcerated in that juvenile And I was in and out of there for about three, three and a half years. And I spent a lot of time there and eventually got charged as an adult for a crime I committed as a juvenile. And I realized that being the most impactful thing that ever happened in my life and the darkest moments of my life still were being that 15-year-old scared kid spending Thanksgiving away from his family. So I knew that I wanted to give back whenever I was in a situation too, and I always knew I wanted to make it really personal. 
So I went back to the same juvenile that I started doing music at. I wrote some of my first raps there, had my first big rap battle there. And I want to go back and put a studio there because there's still kids there now that have been there 12, 16, 18 months waiting to get charged as an adult right now. In fact, I'll be going there in about two hours to go check out the room the studio's getting put in and to go see one of the kids that I'm trying to help mentor here in just a minute. Oh, my goodness. Jelly Roll, that is so amazing. I'm so excited for you, for what you're doing, you know, in your music, but also just everything that you're doing with your fame and your and your status now. It's so great to hear an artist actually just digging in and giving back. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Well, I am too excited for this one, you guys. It's been about two months since tennis legend Serena Williams said farewell to the sport that made her a global icon and that she helped innovate and elevate in the process. But just because she's off the court these days doesn't mean she's not busy at home with husband Alexis and adorable five-year-old daughter Olympia and still hard at work on other ventures she's passionate about. One being her work as a brand ambassador for Lincoln Motor Company. And she's even got a new automobile fragrance in partnership with them. So all that said, the GOAT, the GOAT is taking a moment to be here to talk about that and more. Hey, Serena, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's so good to have you here. Well, let's go. Like, so when you stepped away, you said it was in part to focus in on family as well as other projects. And you and Lincoln, who you partnered with for years now, have a scent. So just break it down for me because cars and fragrances and a tennis champ, like how does all of that meet? And why are you so passionate about this endeavor? It's not a normal fragrance that you would think. What we wanted to do is we wanted to do something different. And, and we all love memories. And when you step in a car, it's about what is the smell of your car. So it's introducing that fragrance through a car and through Lincoln. When I was growing up and when I was in my car or my parents' car, I should say, I didn't definitely didn't have a car. It was just <laughs> always so many great memories. Or when you go home and go to grandma's house, there's that's that scent that you just are used to. And so we wanted to really just create a smell that is light and beautiful, like your sanctuary that is represented in the car. Well, the world of tennis was never the same after you picked up a tennis racket at the age of five, and it won't be the same now following your last tournament in September, but your decision was about more than the game, right? So what does what does a day look like for you these days? Did you take a break before diving back into work? Actually, I didn't. And it's so funny because I don't think I could have. I will take a break eventually, but I needed to keep going because I just needed to not think. And, you know, after you do something for your entire life, and it's done, then it could be a very abrupt stop. So for me, I just didn't want to do that. So I was working literally the next day and continuing to just do different things. But I feel like one day I'm going to stop and just reflect and just think about the memories, but I just haven't done that yet. Well, one of the things I thought was so cool that you did pretty recently afterwards was you were the first guest on your friend Megan Markle's podcast, Archetypes. So was that more like work or more like a heart to heart with a friend that we all got to listen in on? Because it was so powerful. Yeah, no, it wasn't like work at all. We're really good friends. It was obvious that I would want to do that. We always have such good conversations. I feel like everyone was privy to some of the conversations that we have. Not all of them, but like that particular one. Well, someone else who we know you are relishing more time with is your five-year-old daughter, Olympia. I adore the videos that you share on IG of you two. And I love the one of you doing her hair while she was reading your children's book. How aware is she that mommy has some more time on her hands now? 
listen, she's very aware. <laughs> and she wants to make sure that I'm aware that I should have time on my hands and I need to spend more time with her. So I'm always like, uh, Olympia, I'm not working now. She's like, yeah, you don't play tennis? I'm like, no. She's like, yes. And I don't really quite know how to feel about that. And I'm like, wait a minute. I like doing what I do. It's funny though, but it's good because little kids really want to be with their parents. And I just feel fortunate that she wants to be with me. That's kind of how I look at it because she could feel a different way. And I'm glad she doesn't. It's that sweet year five is just so precious. Like what, what are the recent milestones for her? Like she's like talking and of course she's been <laughs> talking, but she's just like- I know what you mean. It's like a conversation now and it's just so different. And I'm just like, wait, it's just weird. And, you know, cause you've just been so used to baby talk and now it's just like conversations. She's telling me about her feelings the other day and I'm just like, okay, this kid has feelings and she just uses words. I'm like, when did you learn that word? Well, before I let you go, we were talking about sense and, and car sense that you were working on with Lincoln. And I want to play a little game with you about like, what does blank smell like? So I'm just going to name something and you say a smell that reminds you of that thing or person. So first things first, your husband, Alexis. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> like musk, like the scent or must like working out? But no, musk like a scent, like a scent. <laughs> I'm not a serious person. I love it. <laughs> what about Olympia? Oh, like a sweet little rose. Rose. Oh, tennis. Oh, tennis ball smell. What about success? If you had to put a smell to success, what does that smell like? Yeah, it wouldn't have a scent because it's it's it can be very lonely. Not and that's not a bad thing, but it's just is there's no scent. Mm. Or you could say it smells like money. <laughs> Ooh, just air, the air up there. I, I would like say that. Just air. Or money. Or money. And lastly, what does December smell like to you? For me, I would say it smells more like lemongrass because it's more relaxing. Ooh, lemongrass. I love that. And it smells like this has been the highlight of my day, of my week. Thank you so much, Serena, for coming on. And guys, be sure to check out her new fragrance with Lincoln when it drops. Get your car smelling all good. Thank you, Serena. Thank you so much. Britney Spears has had quite a year settling into life post-conservatorship, and she's been busy. She got married, she's working on a new memoir, and now Britney's coming to Broadway. That's right, there is a new jukebox musical heading to Broadway called Once Upon a One More Time. It follows the exploits of some of the most iconic fairy tale princesses that you may have heard of, Cinderella, Snow White, and The Little Mermaid. Apparently, the princesses are gathered for a book club meeting, I mean, obviously, when and suddenly a copy of Betty Friedan's feminist touchstone, The Feminine Mystique, is magically dropped onto their laps by a rogue fairy godmother. Ariel, Cindy, and Estub then go on an adventure to claim their own happily ever afters, all while belting out some Britney bangers. I can absolutely see these ladies accidentally leading some poor guys on in their journeys and singing... And I'm sure pop princess Britney can relate to these royal ladies. Both Britney and these fairy tale women have famously faced a lot of inner turmoil that the rest of the world doesn't see. I mean, it's so easy for the paparazzi and the public to think they're just so lucky. Why do 
seriously, sign me up for this show. Oh, and the word on the street is that audiences will be treated to one of the very best Britney songs out there. They have so many options with that one. They could be talking about bad boyfriends or maybe they'll work it into Snow White and her apple. Ah, I just, I can't wait. The birthday girl released a statement. Yes, today is her 41st birthday. Happy birthday, Brittany, where she talked about the show saying, quote, I'm so excited to have a musical with my songs, especially one that takes place in such a magical world filled with characters that I grew up on, who I love and adore. This is a dream come true for me. What a perfect story to end the week on. Well, that's our show. Thanks as always for listening this week. I'll catch you back here on Monday for a brand new People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, and Madison Lesby. Edited by Morgan Foose, Carter Wogan, Michael Aquino, and Adam Raimunda. And made with the help from Patrick Vermillion, Leah Roth-Barsanti, and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs. Our show is associate produced by Aliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, and executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. 